three weeks, connecting with God. Um, we will unpack it in different ways, obviously. Today we're going to look at a topic next week. Nicole Cameron's going to be leading, and she'll look at a different topic altogether. Um, but they're all kind of linked because they affect how we relate with God and our relationship with God, how that affects us, etc. So it's all intermingled. I'm going to be referring to some notes, and then I've got a bunch of Bible references that we'll look up. But I do have a copy of all of this that I can give to you afterwards as well, so you can take away. Um, but you all get one of these. So, um, for the camera. So you can see that this is a person, right? And then on the back there's another person. So what we're going to look at today is the whole sort of wrestle or dynamic between flesh and spirit. Okay? The Bible talks about how we are created in the image of God. So when God created us, he created us out of physical matter. And then he breathed into Adam, he the, the whole breath of God created spirit. You're going to be super distracted sitting there. You keep looking at the <laughs> video. No, I want eye contact. You can sit there. Yeah, so God created us as physical beings. He breathed his breath and spirit into us. And so we are spiritual beings with physical bodies, yeah? So our highest reality is that we are spirits. We are eternal, but we had a beginning. God did not have a beginning. So God is eternal forwards and backwards. He created us with a starting point, and we go forward eternally from that, or at least that's how our spirits are created to be eternal beings. When God created Adam, he created Adam to live eternally. And then when Adam sinned, it invited death into the earth. And that death happened to physical and spirit. So the physical was he started to get older and then die. Okay, so our bodies go through that process. Um, the spirit is what is where we connect with God. When we give our lives to the Lord, he comes and lives inside of us, our spirits are alive to God, but if we're living in a life of sin, our spirit is dead to God, okay? So this image here represents how we are a physical being with a soul, so our soul is like our emotions, our desires, our um, thoughts, personality, and it's also inside a body, right? When we say yes to the Lord, we our spirits wake up. Okay? So our spirits are re-given uh, life. Or uh, <clears throat> we'll look at some passages and we'll discuss what we feel the passages are saying to us. But then what happens is, so, so when we give our lives to Christ, we received the gift of Christ. So when he died on the cross, he died for our sins. He, he then was resurrected into life. And he gives us the gift of eternal life because that's what he got on the cross. So we are immediately holy. 
we're immediately pure. But it's our spirit man that carries that. Our flesh still is on a journey. And our flesh is our body and soul. And the, the wrestle between flesh and spirit is about our soul becoming more spiritual or more carnal or fleshly or sinful. And the journey that the Lord wants to take us on is the journey of bringing our soul into righteousness. And so we start to think more like the Lord. We start to desire things more like the Lord. We start to choose to live more like the Lord. That's the journey of sanctification. So we look a little bit at some scriptures that talk about that. How does that sound? Yeah. Cool. So this is what this represents. If you want to do some scribbles and stuff on this, you can. But we're going to look at that whole wrestle of flesh and spirit and how our soul, our righteous, the journey of righteousness. Yay! <laughs> so great! All right. <clears throat> Let's see what we've got here. Um... So sin leads to death. That's just, it's when, when we sin, it's we are choosing what's not of God, and, the, and God is life. So if we're choosing what's not of God, we're choosing death. And sin leads to death. It leads to separation from God. And that's because the Lord gives us free will to, we're not forced to follow him. Yeah? Which is, a, which is love. Love gives us freedom. But if we're not forced, then we have responsibilities to choose for ourselves, and sometimes we don't do that very well. Um, so sin leads to death, righteousness leads to eternal life. Uh, by the gift of God's grace, our sins died with Christ, and we get to live yielding to righteousness instead of yielding to sin. But we do not have the capacity to live righteously from our own strength. Jesus is the only one that managed to do that. Okay? So we need to invite Holy Spirit to help us with that journey. We are body, soul, and spirit. When we don't know God, our body and soul are working together as our flesh. When we come to know God, our spirit wakes up. Call this salvation. But our soul is still on the journey of salvation. It includes like your, your yeah. thoughts, your emotions your desires, yeah. your brain is a physical created thing, like it's part of, you can see it, but what happens in your brain, your mind and your thoughts, that's your soul, your brain holds that, yeah, and your heart, your body holds the chemicals and stuff that allow your soul to express itself and to feel things. It's very beautiful. I've got tied it all together. <laughs> um, all right. So we're just going to jump in and look at some scriptures. It's all from the New Testament. And uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I thought we would start in Romans chapter 7. So if everyone can uh, turn yeah, to Romans. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> So we'll go from verse 18, which is near the end, and right to the end of Romans chapter 7. 
Um, yeah, we'll start there. So just curious, so what versions have we got? What Bible versions have we got today? Passion as well? Yes. So we've got two versions, NIV and Passion, and then mine is a third one. I've got New Living Translation. Alright. So, how about someone with the NIV can read out verse 18, 19, and 20? Of chapter 7, Romans 7, 18, 19, and 20. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And someone from the Passion, verse 18, 19, and 20. Um, for I know that nothing good lives within the flesh of my fallen humanity. The longings to do what is right are within me, but willpower is not enough to accomplish it. My lofty desires to do what I, is good are dashed when I do the things I want to avoid. So if my behaviour contradicts my desires to do good, I must include that it's not my true identity doing it, but the unwelcome intruder of sin hindering me from being who I really am. Hmm. So what is that saying in a sentence? Basically, yeah, I want to do good things and usually I end up stuffing that up. And then I'm, I want to not do bad things and end up falling into that. That's the natural nature of our flesh. So if we're living more by the flesh, it's because it, that's the result. We'll see that often the good stuff that we think, oh yeah, I want to live like that, we just don't have the willpower to do it. Or bad things we want to avoid, we keep stepping into it. So the idea is we want to live more by spirit. So we're going to read a bit more there, and then we're going to do some group, like split into little groupy groups. Okay, um, so Romans 7 carries on, and I'll read my version from verse 21. Um, I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there's another power working within me that is at war with my mind, and this power makes me a slave to the sin that is still inside me. Oh, what a miserable person I am! Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God, the answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I'm a slave to sin. Make sense? Romans 7. Okay, so 
We're going to come back to Romans, but before we do that, we're going to jump to Galatians, Galatians chapter 5. That's close after Romans. After Corinthians. Galatians. Before Philippians. Galatians chapter 5. And what we're going to do is look at um, from verse 16 to the end, but we're going to look at it in two parts. So we're going to look at the first part, which talks about um, living by the flesh, and then we're going to look at the second part, which talks about living by the Spirit. But um, we'll do this, I think, in groups. So I don't know if you want to do it in this time. We'll do it in groups that we already know each other and just have a wee chat among yourselves. Um, does that work? And then we'll maybe split groups around if you feel comfortable to. So for this time, uh, you three... Can you um, have one of you read out to the others or whatever? Gather around someone, and I want you to read from verse 16 to 21. But I want you to talk about, with each other, talk about what you're reading and so that you understand what it's saying. So it's not just reading it and zoning out. It's like reading it and explaining what is what does this mean, all right? And then if you two can do the same, so you're doing 16 to verse 21, because you've got two different versions, so it would be good to see what it says in each version and then unpack it and say, this is what I get from this. Good? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. So you're going from verse 16, Jill, from verse 16 to 21. Try it in a different version, you guys, and then have a discussion together. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Self-life is like your more selfishness? Read the sentence from the beginning. So what's, each of you might have a different response, but what's stood out to you the most from that passage? Apart from the fact that there's some words in there that you may <laughs> have not expected. Well, I found that the Passion Translation um, is describing these sins yes. in a much more easily understandable, relatable way. Yes. Yeah, I getting to the heart of what is causing the sin, which enables you to go, oh, hang on, like, I can relate to that, and I've seen that, and everyone in my house does that. But yeah. <laughs> when we're looking at it in, in the NIV, you sort of think, but I can't really relate to that one. <laughs> yeah. It's got some big, yeah, yeah. Some big words that are <laughs> a bit more intense. Right. So, so the passion, the passion kind of more relatable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So if you can see yourself kind of in that passage, what is it saying uh, has brought you to that place? Or what what tempts you into that place? Internal conflict. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And saying the life of the flesh. Yep. <laughs> well, it just leads into this. Um, chaos is a great word for it. Yes. Okay. So, 
read in your groups in both versions that you have from verse 22 to 26, which I think is the last verse of the chapter. So verse 22 to 26 talks about, okay, but how about if you are yielding to Holy Spirit and you're living yielded to him, then what? What's the fruit of that? So read together from verse 22 onwards. This is Galatians 5. From verse 22, yeah. What's something that stands out for you there, or you, or even comparing the two, um, as far as making it personal to your own life? Same with kids. We talked about it. Yeah. yeah. What have you come up with? Well, for example, it says he never. Set the law above his qualities, so it's um, speaking to the people at the time, but it's true today that anybody who is saying that there's a set of rules like mm, love your neighbour, but then you think, you know, but I have loved my neighbour and they're still being horrible. Yeah. But it's meant to be limitless, so how come I've run out of the joy that overflows? And right. how come I've run out of the peace that's subdued? <laughs> And it's because it's saying, you know, you need to be overcome with the Holy Spirit because it's, yeah, it's um, being fully immersed in the Holy Spirit and continuing to yield to the Holy Spirit that produces this fruit. Yes. And it's, it's fruit, so then it has to have time to mature and grow. And, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Mm. But I also... Yeah. Uh, I like what she said too. I also really like how it talks in this in the TPT 
um, instead of in the NIV, just how much more expansive it is to make it more personal. For example, like we must forsake all jealousy, and it explains the fruit of jealousy mm-hmm. that yeah. it would diminish the value of others. So then you're all of a sudden like, well, I don't want to do that. Yes, and it's yeah. not just don't do it. It's like here's why. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yep. So when it's talking about, <laughs> so it's talking. Of, I like how you shared about how, yes, I'm loving my neighbour, but then my neighbour gets annoying or whatever, and we kind of reach a limit mm. with our love or our patience, mm. and so we start the journey, but there's still human like limitations mm. with us, and how in the passion it talks about the overflow of Holy Spirit in our lives helps us overflow in these other areas as well. So I'm thinking like uh, you don't have overflow of something unless there's like pouring in, like this cup's never going to overflow unless I'm pouring water into it. So it's the same for us with Holy Spirit. If we're not spending time in his company, if we're not spending time like just in his presence, we shared a bit about that on Sunday as well. If we need to be in him, learning him, worshipping, being, um, enjoying the world that's been created and speaking that gratitude and allowing our hearts to be soft with him, that's the build-up and the overflow that comes from there, which helps us to have more patience for other people, to understand how love works because we're experiencing his love for mm-hmm. us as well when we're stumbling around we're like wow you still love me wow you still love me and it helps us to be able to extend that to others also and um yeah there's just that builds into like you said about fruit takes time to grow the, the fruit doesn't grow before the tree grows the tree doesn't grow before the root system starts so Spending time with him over time produces this overflow of fruit that begins to happen. But it's intentional to spend time with him because there's always going to be the wrestle there. And if we are not intentional, we'll slip to the easy side, which is our flesh. Um, But the joy in life comes from the freedom where we are walking in his yeah, who he is and what he's doing. Any other thoughts on that? Mm, just to make sure that you're planted in the river of life. Yeah. So that you continuously are watered in that good, pure flow of life. Yeah. Like that's how I would visualize it. It's just, there's a river flowing from the throne of God. Mm-hmm. And it is the river of life. And if we are planted in that, you can't go wrong. Yes. You might feel like, I don't have fruit. Where's my fruit? Okay, just stay. (laughs) Just sit still and let him do what he needs to do. And he's moving through you. And he is creating that fruit. And it's not a heavy, burdensome thing. It's a resting thing. Resting in his flow and his grace. And yeah, so when I'm lacking in those things, I'm like, I need to rest in him. <laughs> Go back to his source. It also, how, I was thinking when you were sharing that, that sometimes we can give up, put ourselves into other rivers. 
so an easy one for example is if we just sit in front of a TV mm. a lot yeah. what is the stream that is feeding our life <laughs> um, because there's a lot of stuff on telly that is not honourable of other people it's not patient it's not um, kindness there's a lot of jealousies like you think of some of the sitcoms that you know home and away and stuff like that there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of jealousies and envy and things like that and you get addicted to watching things because it's on yesterday and I need to know what happens today and yeah, and you get wound up into the chaos of that. But if we are free, allow our lives to sit there regularly, that becomes a stream of reality that is in front of our eyes and ears all the time and makes it a lot easier for us to start sitting and reproducing that fruit. Um, same with our friends. Um, if we don't have strong established roots, and we're not influencing the culture of our friends, then their strong established roots can influence our culture. And if that's um, jealousies, drunkenness, etc., it can shift us easily into living by the flesh. So choosing to, to um, enter into that river of Holy Spirit, river of life. And then if you are aware that your root systems might be a bit small or still establishing or something, then not to put yourselves into situations that have a big stream going in another different direction. Yeah? Okay. Um, we will... Stand and turn around and do a little cartwheels and stuff. No, have a, have a one-minute stretch and then we'll just look at uh, one more passage. It's a bit bigger, but um, we'll look at that and then I'll just get you to journal from it. Yay! Yay! Then you'll be so good at it. All right, one-minute stretch and then we'll get into that. <laughs> what? Of course he didn't. What did you make? A cup of tea. What is it? Yorkshire tea. Is it a um, herbal or normal? Yeah, I like your torn pants. Yeah. To, uh, let's go back to Romans chapter 6 this time. So we were in 7, we're going back to chapter 6. 
This one you are going to do. Uh, this one you're going to do by yourself. So you're going to read it through yourself and do some journaling from it. However, I also have um, handouts I can give you of the New Living Translation. So you've got an NIV, especially if you've got NIV and you want something that's just a little easier because Paul is very complex writer. And some of those old school Bibles, older school Bibles. Um, so you're going to do Romans 6 from chapter 15. Oh, wow. Romans 6 from verse 15. Um, through to the end, which is 23, yeah? Okay. I, I would like for you to read it through and then think about it as how, how can this apply to me and then think through just generally what we've talked about. So remember we're looking at I am, I am physical body and a spiritual body and I have a soul my soul swings between and the Lord wants me to live a righteous life it's easy for my soul to be tempted to live a carnal fleshly sinful life what's something I can take away from today from this passage or other passages that's what's one thing that I'm like this is what I want to focus on bringing into my life or having, I'm like, I want to go after this this week. I want to think about this more. I want to make this decision. I want, and it might be something like, um, I'm going to choose to spend more time with the Lord in worship or something. Like, think of something that you want to apply purposefully this week because of what you're reading today and because of this shift but keep in mind this is a shift that's not a shift out of I need to be a good girl or I need to be a good guy it's about um, Lord help me to be who I am like God made us in his image he created us he knew what works best for us when we step outside of that we're damaging ourselves so this is unto lord who what's how have you created me to be so that i can step into my full freedom not how can i be a good girl you hear the difference in that yeah i can say one more time this this whole process is not about how can i be good this whole process is how can i be free and how can I become who God created me to fully be so that I can experience joy, freedom, um, my own powerful person. But no, that is good. <laughs> but that is good. So if you're being your true self, you will be good. <laughs> if it's... If it's um, if you're being, if you're trying to be good, but it's like because you're scared of something bad happening, or you would need to please God, or that's like that. That's different. If you're like, I don't, I'm not trying to be good. I want Holy Spirit to help me 
to be more like him, to walk in his, like some, something happens today, Lord, how do you want me to respond? And it's through the relationship of where you can feel freedom in it, rather than I have to, I have to be a good girl and tick these boxes. That it can look the same, the fruit can look the same, um, but deep down the fruit is very different. Yes, <laughs> I hear what you're saying. <laughs> no, I hear what you're saying. Like it can look the same on the outside, but what it feels like on the inside is very different. So when you, when it's Holy Spirit, that's we just yield, I'm just yielding to you, Lord. And okay, I I got jealous. I got jealous of Jill because her hair is so amazing too. What got jealous? So and then you're like. Lord, just just bless Jill's hair. Just help it be even more amazing. And I just want to give you this jealous feeling that I had and I want help. Please can you help me to not need to compare myself with others. Help me to know how much you love me. So, like so it's out of a relationship of help me be me rather than, okay, oh, being jealous of Jill is bad. So I need to not, I need to stop myself from being jealous. Like inside the two are quite different. The one feels freeing, the other one feels like slam you into a small cage. And if you are trying to be a good girl and you fail, that will make you run away from God because you feel like I failed or not, I'm in trouble. Whereas if you're in a relationship with God and you feel like, hmm, I don't feel like I've been, like, this fruit's not very good today, you can run too. God, because you're not afraid of what he's going to think or say or feel about you. You know that he loves you and he's going to help you with that. I think that for me is a big difference. Yeah. I remember when I was about 20 and I was struggling with this sin that I hadn't told people about, but I knew about it and I had talked to God about it, but it was still secret. And these people came and they were prophetic. And they're like, I just want to pray for you. I'm like, God's going to tell them and it's just going to just be spread everywhere. And um, she laid her hand on me and she said, oh, I just feel like God just wants to say to you, he's just really loves your heart and he's so proud of who you are and your spirit is so open to him. And I was like... <laughs> It was actually hard to hear because I'm like that. God, you know what's going on, and out of all the things you chose to say, you chose to say that I just really love you, Jess, and, I, and your spirit's open to me, and you, and that love that I received from him on that day when I felt I didn't deserve it, like broke my heart more to love him, mm. and it helped me to shift into more freedom because I'm like, well, you love me that much, mm. I want you. Mm. Whereas he could have said, you need to sort some of this stuff out, Jess, you need to walk in the light, and da 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 The love that he used to communicate with me made me want to walk in the light and to sort the stuff out. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's kind of when Holy Spirit's living inside of us, 
rather than we need to try and follow the rules and try and get there ourselves. We can't do that. It's too hard. We need him to be pulling us towards himself. Mm-hmm. Is that helpful? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Romans chapter 6, you're going to go from verse 15. Um, if you're reading and something stands out to you, just stop reading and just use what that thing is that stands out to you and do some journaling from there. Or just do some general general journaling. But what you're wanting to put down is a thought that's come out of this evening or a, a something that you're like, I want to know more about this or I want to um, pursue this part of you, Lord, or whatever. And then if you feel comfortable, you can share what you've read, written, but you don't have to. It's not compulsory. And if you want a different passage, a different version, let me know. I'll give you this. You're welcome to look at Romans chapter 8 as well if you're like, nah, nothing's sticking out for me, Romans 6. Goodbye, Romans 6. Yeah, go for it. It's for you though, it's not for me. Yeah, write something down for... It might be a revelation that you got from tonight. It might be just an encouragement of the direction that you want to go in. Or it might be a question that you have for God that you want to research and pursue. ask questions if you've got any. I want to encourage you as soon as you feel like this feels like works, then you know 
Okay, that's not that's not the pathway from your from your background. When it, whenever you feel like what this seems to be saying to me is um, feels doesn't feel like life, and it feels like life works without life, then there's just re reverse a little bit. Okay, where's the life here? I need to find where the life is. Help me find where the life is, Lord, in this, these words. I can't see it yet. Mm. What? I'm still listening. Yeah, there's still pathways, but like your desires have started to shift, yeah. and that's part of your so the Holy Spirit working in your soul to shift your yeah. the, the desires of your heart yeah. to you. Verse 18 and 19, Romans 6, verse 18 and 19 is what you shared from. So what are you getting out of this stuff? A lot of it's not new. In the sense that you kind of know this already, yeah. but it's like establishing it yeah. more strongly. That's kind of painted in a clearer picture mm -hmm. of choosing to do wrong. Because I will actually live a better life and a more wholesome life mm. if I live more like God. Mm. It's still, I still don't understand that living more like God. Kind of, if you if you aim high, if you're shooting a bow and arrow and you've got a target that you're aiming at, and you aim in that direction, it's not going to go that way. Mm -hmm. It's not going to go in a different direction. Might not 
hit the bullseye, but it's going in the right direction. So, yeah, there's good fruit from that. Um, but he also says to us that he's made us perfect in his sacrifice, not in our sacrifice. So we won't be able to be, we won't be able to be perfect. But the cycle of relationship and repentance and yielding, and I'm choosing to be a slave unto Holy Spirit, not unto self or unto sin yeah. or whatever. Uh, I can see I just chose something that was sinful. I'm just going to yield. I'm just going to yeah. repent. And that cycle helps us to desire more and more the things that yeah. are good, good for us yeah. and that bring life to us and to other people around us because it will have a flow-on effect. Yeah. yeah. like this thing that was like I had become so your master that that was the fruit that was living in your life. Yeah. 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 He starts to wake up life inside of us and to wake up our desire. And we can ask him, there's times when I've been tempted and my desire may not even be unto God. It might be unto the temptation. Like I'll be tempted by something and then I might be like, and I don't feel bad about that or something. We can ask God, change my desire. Like, can you help me to not, I don't want to desire that. I know that it will damage me. Can you shift my desire towards what what you want? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is almost like a river behind you, pushing you in that direction, and you have to go upstream if, yeah. So pre-ministry and that generational stuff. Cool. Do you know that Jesus was also tempted? Yeah. Yeah. Some people think that that tem- to be tempted is sin. Like it's that's not te- temptation is not sin. Yeah. Temptation is what comes at, at us. Our response to it is the sin. So if there's a if we are tempted to uh, drink or tempt or whatever, if our desire agrees with the temptation, that's when we're starting to open we're opening ourselves to sin. 
But if we're like, nope, um, and we're making decisions to not act in that direction, that's, that's when we are choosing life. Yeah, the Bible says that Jesus was tempted in every way, but he never gave in to the temptation. Mm-hmm. So he understands when we have temptation. And so when we're asking him for help, that he, he gets it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does anyone want to share anything else? Mm-hmm. Jill? Yeah. That's when you come under the grace of Christ. That's when you're free. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think in some ways it's. Um, easier for people that have never been under law, who have just been under complete chaos, and then experience God's grace to desire to walk in righteous acts. But if someone's been under law and it's been drilled into them, and then they're trying to learn how do I come out of this and walk in righteous acts, there's so much blurry, like, there's a lot of stuff to unwind still because the pain overlaps into it gets confusing still. Um, yeah. 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 Yes. And it's okay if that takes a while. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> Don't stress. Don't stress. No, it's no. I I really love you. Um. I don't don't change. It's good what you're doing. I value you. Anyone else want to share a thought or a takeaway? Passion, you like the passion? I liked how you explained how the passion doesn't just say like the word love or joy, peace, kindness, but the unto, the why behind it, so that it's more relatable. It's cool. Well, if that's it, then that's it. That's it, then that's it. Thank you for I will pray. And then we will disband. Um, and you can just tuck the chairs in to the table afterwards. Oh, yes, and I'll give out notes. Um, but I'm going to go into the other room because I need to group there. So, Lord, we just thank you for this time together. Um, it's beautiful what you did for us on the cross and I love that you've gone after us to give us our freedom back and to give us the fullness of of the strength of who we are 
And so we just ask Holy Spirit that you would lead us and guide us to into living in the Spirit. Ask that you would increase our desire for you, increase our um, yielding to you, and help us to just yield and repent and not not give in to shame and, and try and hide from you, Lord God, but just to be honest with you and to yield and repent and, and, and journey with you as our dad. Um, and we just ask also, Lord, that any confusion or any um, rules and laws that get in the way, I just pray that you would continue to wash clean the, the um, wounds of religion on us and on our backgrounds. Um, we bless you. I just pray a blessing on everyone here and on their families, Lord. I just pray that you would bless them with good health and protect them, lead them, and guide them into a greater relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.